welcome in everyone. This is Kevin Hissong with Rain Over Money. Welcome to episode 10. We've made it to episode 10. Uh, again, Kevin Hissong, Rain Over Money. Today we're going to be talking about understanding how taxes work. And uh, don't get me wrong, I am not going to get in, uh, in deep, deep water with this because uh, A, I'm not a CPA and B, it would take me about 10 years to uh to explain everything and and that's only the part i know let alone what's what's out there so um important episode definitely an important episode and from the from the rom diagram if you've watched or listened in the past uh kind of developing this diagram that shows the different areas that we're covering covering as broad subjects and uh and how they all fit into the pieces so i'm going to share real quick and just kind of show where i'm at i will update the rom diagram and put it out on the website rainovermoney.com if you're listening uh on a podcast so that you can see where we're at with this but just so you uh just so you have an idea what we're talking about now is understanding how taxes work and what I did is I intentionally put it right in the middle of the ROM diamond. And there's a reason for that. And, and that's because taxes touch all parts uh, of the financial world. Um, you know, maybe outside, I mean, even, even your budget in a way, uh, based on, you know, how much you're bringing in versus, you know, what you're deferring in, in, in taxes and, and what goes towards other things. But in terms of personal taxation, it's not only going to touch uh, your wages uh, and your paycheck. It's going to touch, um, you know, your, your planning for retirement of where you want to put your assets in retirement. And then it's really going to have an effect as, as we get a little further down the road and we talk about uh, generating and creating money money in, in retirement and, and getting money out of these retirement accounts. Uh, it has a big, big to do with how and where you get your money out and the timing of where you get your money out because you want to be able to you know let's say you saved two hundred thousand five hundred thousand a million dollars in retirement you want to maximize getting the most out of those accounts in retirement and pay as little to uncle sam as possible because i don't think any of us uh feel real generous when it comes to giving up a portion of our money to uncle sam so that being said again with the rom diagram Understanding how taxes work, extremely important because it touches many of the different facets of how we make more and save more money. Uh, so with that said, I was thinking about, you know, how to go about this episode. You know, usually I'll, uh, you know, kind of plan and, and rehearse and have an idea. But for this one, I was thinking, I mean, there, there's so many ways to go that I feel like just for a, a high level overview, I just want to walk through form 1040 and form 1040 uh, if you do your own taxes which by the way i think and i may be all over the place for this episode because i'm just kind of riffing which is <laughs> i've had people tell me it's what i do best when it comes to speaking so we're just rolling with it today and seeing where this one's going so who knows so, you know put your seatbelt on um you know your, your form 1040 that's really the um the main form for your taxes that's the one where all the different addendums and everything feed into form 1040 which pretty much says this is how much taxes you paid this is how much taxes you owe here's the result so we're going to look at that and, and kind of walk through that a little bit um but something i was going to say is i think everyone um either either as a <laughs> a lot of people probably won't like this but i think everyone should do their taxes at least once uh if not if not a couple times um at different parts in your life 
to really see, I, I think it takes doing your own taxes to understand how every piece of your decision-making along the prior year affects your taxes. Uh, and it, it really does. And, and my story real quick, I'll tell you, I, I do our taxes. I, I've done our taxes now for um, probably probably 10 years. Uh, I probably did them for, for a 10 year period. And then there was a three or four year period that I did use a CPA. But I will tell you the story. Um, I was using a CPA and um, my wife was uh, fortunate enough to get some stock options with her company. And, you know, when we were cashing in the stock options, we were withholding a lot of taxes, uh, it seemed like, to cover these stock options. And so then when the, the CPA ran the numbers the one year, he said, oh, my gosh, you, you guys, unfortunately, are going to owe a lot of money. Uh, and mainly it's because of these tax options that you didn't pay enough taxes on. And I you know, started scratching my head on that. The first year, I didn't think much about it. But then the second year, when we really had an, I really had an eye on it, and was like, okay, we're going to sock more money away and pay for taxes on these options. Um, I went back in the CPA said, oh, you guys still owe money. And I, and I just thought this, this is crazy how much money we're putting away. We're barely getting any benefit from the, the options as it, as it is. So I went back and, and believe me, I spent a lot of late nights going through the numbers and trying to figure it out because something just didn't make sense to me. And I finally figured it out. And for one reason or another, I won't get into the details, but the accountant was, was, was counting, um, was counting our income from the options twice and reporting them in two different places. And so it, it wasn't showing the taxes we were withholding. So long story short, I, I fired our CPA. And not only did I fire our CPA, I filed our I refiled our taxes or I filed our taxes for that year. We got a refund. And I went back and looked at the numbers and I actually refiled our taxes for the previous year. You can actually do that. Did you know you can refile your taxes for the previous year? because I found a mistake, refiled our taxes for the previous year and got like $7,000 back. Uh, and ever since then, it's like, screw it. I am doing this myself. I, I know what we're doing and have an idea of what we're doing and understanding better than anyone else. And, and you know, who knows? Maybe if, if you start doing your taxes, you'll find the same thing and, and you'll be more comfortable doing it. But it's amazing over time how much enjoy, and I know I'm gonna sound like such a nerd saying this, but but I am a, a nerd when it comes to this stuff. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, feel bad for saying it one bit. Uh, I, I love taxes. I love tax season. I love waiting for the taxes, uh, tax documents to come in just so I can start plugging things in because I use a uh, tax act online or tax act, you know, there's TurboTax, quick, and there's a lot of different options out there. I, it's pretty much a commodity. I'd say anymore. Uh, none's real different than the other. Um, but that being said, you know, it's so easy to, to follow the steps and plug everything in that uh, you're really just taking all your paperwork throughout the year. Again, going back to being organized, get all your documents together, just start plugging in the numbers and it will start to spit out how much you owe or how much you're getting back. And it's, it's amazing to see as you go through the process and you plug numbers into different places, how that affects and changes what you owe or, or what you receive. It, it's, it's, you know, I, I find it very, very interesting. And some of you out there, if you're interested in finance may, may as well. So that being said, that's my story on why I do our taxes and how I do it. And my goal is in a perfect world, it will probably never happen, but in a perfect world, I will fill out our taxes and it will say your refund and or your uh, what you owe for the year is zero. 
I want a perfect year in, in terms of not owing anything else and not receiving anything else. That means I have optimized our taxes perfectly. And I don't know that's, that's probably a pipe dream that'll never happen, um, but that's the goal. And that being said, I know a lot of people look forward to tax time and getting a refund. And if you follow the pundits and everything out there, they're like, oh, well, you know, if you're getting a refund, you're just gonna, you're just giving a free loan to Uncle Sam for the year and then getting that money back at the end of the year. And that is one way to think about it. Uh, and that's the way I think about it. I don't want, uh, I don't want a refund because that means um, I, I've, you know, given, given too much away to Uncle Sam off the bat that money I could be using for our budget or for investing or whatever. Uh, but hey, you know, if you're doing something positive with that money every year, you know, if you like getting a refund and you're taking that money and it's, um, I don't know, paying off credit card debt, if you're investing it, putting it in your, your kid's college fund, whatever, if you're doing something very constructive with it and it almost works as a, as a pseudo savings account in a way for you that you know that money's gonna be there at the end of the year. And if you didn't do it that way, you just spend that money throughout the year, then good for you, keep doing it that way. Um, that being said, you know, if it's the other way, if you're if you're owing too much, uh, you definitely need to if, if you find that you're you're paying out a lot, you've got to look at making probably some estimated tax payments throughout the year or um, or, or withholding more from your paychecks and, and so on and so forth. So uh, that that's kind of what I want to say that on that piece. Now, I want to get into the, the 1040 uh, form just for a second and just walk through things to give you a basic understanding of what it means in terms of taxes. I, again, I said at the high level, in the, at the highest level, taxes are very simple. And I know Congress and everyone else over the years and the IRS has tried to simplify taxation. Uh, but in its simplest form, it is how much money did you make for the year? How much did you pay in taxes? And can you take any deductions or credits to reduce the taxes you owe? And when all those numbers are, are added together, it spits out, um, okay, you paid too much in taxes or you get back money in taxes. So all I wanna focus on is first and foremost, income. Income for most people is your W-2s, that's your salary, that's what you get. Um, there's some numbers that are taken out of your W-2s or, or out of your taxable income um, that as you maybe get higher up into the earning stratosphere, it may make sense to look for some ways to reduce your income if, if that's important to you. For instance, um, I've talked about regular 401ks and Roth 401ks. If you do a regular 401k, that is a pre-tax deduction. That means that money you invest in that 401k gets invested and does not count as income on your W-2s. If you invest in a Roth 401k, that money will be counted uh, in your W-2s. So again, you want to reduce your, uh, your W-2 or your take-home money, put more money in a traditional 401k. Um, if that's not that as, important to, as important to you, then put money in the, in the Roth. A uh, couple other places, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of different uh, additions that can come into your income, uh, especially once you start investing. And I'm talking more people that are not in retirement. Uh, if, if you're investing, you may have capital gains throughout the years, which are either short-term or long-term capital gains. Long-term capital gains are pretty much assets that you sold throughout the year um, that you've held longer than one year versus short-term gains are uh, assets that you've held with, 
within 12 months that you sold. Difference in those two is long-term capital gains are taxed at a lower tax rate than short-term capital gains. Short-term capital gains are usually taxed at your, your ordinary income tax rate. Uh, and I'm not going to get into tax rates and all that right now. Um, I think if you look at our numbers versus what we make and what we pay out, um, it's probably somewhere around 24, 25% when it comes down to it is what our, our overall uh, marginal tax rate is, which means once you go through all the different tax bands, we end up paying about 25% in taxes for the year. So that's, that's always the number I'm kind of pinpointing as needing to know going into how much we've withheld for the year versus how much we've made. Um, so again, if you're, um, if you have a taxable brokerage account, that means you're buying maybe stocks and ETFs and bonds in a taxable brokerage account. You know, before I taxed, I talked about your tax deferred accounts, um, your tax free accounts, which are your Roths, your, your tax deferred accounts or your traditional IRAs or 401ks, your uh, tax free accounts or your Roth 401ks, your, your Roth IRAs, and then you've got your taxable accounts. Uh, and if you're doing any trading in your taxable accounts, any buys or sells you do that create gains or create losses can benefit or be added to your taxes. And I'll explain, explain what I mean by benefit in a minute here. So all the, um, if there's any capital gains, if there's any dividends, either for your, through your stocks or your ETFs or your mutual funds, throw off any dividends, you're gonna pay taxes on those. If you've, uh, as you get older, your, your IRA distributions, any pensions or annuities, social security benefits, you're gonna throw all those numbers into that income side of things. And once you kind of throw all that in, that's where, where you get your AGI. And you may see that number from time to time, your AGI, your, your adjusted gross income. That's really the big number because that's what how much you're gonna pay in taxes is based on is what is your AGI. And you'll see uh, in terms of contributing to, to IRAs, contributing, uh, to to, um, to different retirement plans. Um, what else? Getting certain tax credits. It, it's all a matter really of what your adjusted income is to see if you qualify to be able to do that or what, what we say is you get phased out in order. In other words, if you make too much money, you can get phased out of being able to contribute to an IRA or maybe getting some tax credits or whatnot. So again, that AGI is a big number and, and that's line 11 of the 1044. One thing I will say, and I, I go back to, again, I, I mentioned with capital gains, it can benefit you or, or, or hurt you a little bit. And I don't mean hurt you, but it can add more income. Is there something called ta tax loss harvesting? You may have run across this, uh, or it may have come up if you work with a financial advisor, uh, tax loss harvesting. Oh my gosh, tough for me to take. Tax loss harvesting. Anyways, what it is, is you can actually take a loss. If you have a loss of more than $3,000 versus your gains for the year. So let's say you, you bought and sold stocks throughout the year and your gains were $1,000 and your losses for the year were $4,000. That means you've got $3,000 in extra capital losses for the year you can actually deduct up to $3,000 from your income with capital losses from, from you know, the stock market or whatever. And that's very beneficial, especially in the last year or two. I mean, we look at uh, 2020, the market was down 20%. 
Um, uh, I sold out of some of those to offset some of our income and it reduced our taxable income by $3,000. Again, that, that's on Schedule D, your buys and sells, everything you've done throughout the year. But just know when it comes to what that means by tax loss harvesting is near the end of the year, your financial advisor or even your CPA maybe may have mentioned to you, hey, you know, if you, you've got any investments that are, that are dogs that have been losing for you for the year, if you wanna part with them, we can do that and maybe offset some of your income. Again, this is something as you start to make more and more money, you wanna be cognizant of this because it can help reduce uh, your, your, your taxes throughout the year. So that, that's your, your adjusted gross income right there. And then the, the biggest thing is whether you have a standard deduction or an itemized deduction. It used to be is a lot easier to itemize your deductions. And I'm sure you've heard of itemizing your deductions. You can take mortgage interest, property taxes, you know, all these different things for your itemized deductions. Um, but what Congress has done is they've really upped the standard deduction over the last few years so that it looks like again this year, we're gonna do the standard deduction this year. We did the standard deduction last year. Just so you understand, if you're single, uh, 12,950 is the, the, the standard deduction. If you're married, uh, almost 26,000 is the standard deduction. So we're, we're neck and neck. Our, our itemized deductions are real close to our, sta our, um, our um, the standard deduction. But uh, that's an important number because what you're going to do is you're going to take your total income, you're going to subtract the, the itemized deduction from it, and then that's going to give you as uh, I'm just scrolling down to the next page here, it's your, your total, um, that's your, your modified uh, taxable income or your, your taxable income. Um, that's what you owe taxes on is your invest, your, all your income, less the deductions, your taxable income. And there's one more area that I do wanna mention and that's tax credits. And tax credits are, much more beneficial than deductions because tax credits are almost a dollar dollar for dollar reduction of the taxes you owe and there's a lot of different tax credits out there uh, that you may come across the child tax credit if you have children uh, as long as you don't make too much money you can get uh, tax credit based on how many children you have um, opportunity credits uh, uh, college credits uh, for or if you're attending school, there's just a lot of different credits you can take and I'm not gonna get into all the details of it. But once you get your taxable income and you see what credits you can then get, that will lead you to how much you actually need to be paying in taxes. And maybe it says you needed to pay $25,000 in federal taxes for the year. And you look at what you withheld from your W-2 forms and you withheld 30,000 for the year. Well, guess what? You're probably getting a $5,000 refund. Now, if uh, it says 25,000 and you've only withheld 20,000 for the year, then sorry, you're gonna owe $5,000. But that's how it works. Income, then take away all your income, take away the deduction, that gets you your, your taxable income. Look at all the credits, Do you get, can you get these credits? That's gonna take you down dollar for dollar. And then that's gonna say, what do I actually owe taxes on and how much did I pay in taxes? And it's basically a subtraction number from there to get to the number. So really four or five real general items where it gets confusing with the tax code is all the different things that get involved in those four or five pieces. And I just mentioned, you know, the tax loss harvesting is one just because it's kind of top of mind based on what's going on the couple past couple years. Um, but again, any transaction or anything you've done in the previous tax year, which is January 1st to December 31st for individuals, 
It's what you've done the previous tax year. So you can't go out tomorrow and say, oh, I haven't filed my taxes for, uh, for the previous year yet. I'm gonna sell a bunch of my losers and, and get a tax uh, uh, um, deduction for that. No, you can't do that. You had to make the sales by 1231. That's why you see a lot of movement by uh, financial advisors and accountants at the end of the year potentially to set up uh, that tax loss harvesting. So one number I wanted, to, one specific thing I want to talk about, but at the same time, just a general overview of taxes. We are going to get more and more in detail in it because I want to talk about planning for taxes in retirement. And then I want to spend some time talking about creating income, whether it's in retirement or maybe you're retiring early or other ways you can create income that you want to be mindful about taxes as well. And, um, and that's really it. That's what I wanted to cover for this episode. I know I jumped right into it and we got right into it, but um, I hope that was beneficial to all of you. Again, if you've never done your taxes, even if you're not going to completely do them and file them yourself, maybe take a look at it. Uh, I think they're kind of cool. Uh, I think you'll learn a lot by doing that, but at least make sure you've got your documents organized, keep them in a place. Every year when you get your documents, have a folder set up so you can drop all those documents or if it's electronic, drop them in a folder on your uh on your desktop or whatever. So you keep all those documents in one place so that you've got them right there to prepare them or you can hand them over to the tax preparer uh, to do very simple. So you're not running all over the place looking for everything. So again, that's everything about understanding personal taxes. Again, Kevin Hissong, Rain Over Money. I will tell you, again, coming March 1st, next Wednesday is going to be our episode on credit cards, getting points, travel hacks, all that it's going to be an hour-long episode uh it's going to be the best episode so far so take a look at that i guarantee you if uh if you listen to that and you follow these steps i will find a way to save you at least a couple thousand dollars a year in travel uh and we can make it happen real fast so uh looking forward to that again march 1st but again kevin his song rain over money subscribe give us a like uh follow us on twitter instagram uh, YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again, March 1st for uh, travel hacks and using credit card points. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining. Have a great weekend. We'll see you.